0: Dave Fanning
1: on 2FM OK let's see it is 11 and a half minutes past the hour of 1 o'clock it's Dave Fanning here till 3 51552 five, five, is our text and on the programme today it being December 3rd James Vincent McMorrow. no we'll wait till tomorrow for that won't we Yeah. Martin Scorsese he turns 80 this year and his friend and movie collaborator Mary Pat Kelly has written a biography on the director and she's going to tell us all about it after 2 o'clock and with the Mercury set to drop this weekend entertainment expert Deirdre Malumbi is checking out some of the chillier movies out there that's going to make us feel positively warm would that do it for you? You, Pat, will Absolutely it? Good man yourself Okay, World renowned music journalist and much more besides Pat Carty from Hot Press is here to talk about some of the terrible decisions that have been made in the music industry and had terrible consequences on musicians careers so nothing to do with you personally Pat off we go because the 50 no. worst decisions in music history according to Rolling Stone magazine this week um, some questionable judgement from artists in their professional decision making skills I suppose I could say ones that can have hugely negative consequences on their careers so off we go um, which would strike you as the biggest
0: offenders on this liz I don't know before I get started on that are there mistakes you know rock and roll is this is this uh, beautiful beautifully intricate tapestry, and I think when bands make a <laughs> no. balls of things like you know, that I'll, I think it the adds on. to the, it adds to the mystique of in, in uh, as does. you're looking back over the course. you know because coldplay will say don't really make any mistakes, but who cares <laughs> you know how's that uh, is that not fair enough oh, no it? what should you ask me the biggest offenders is yeah, you want yeah. well what we have down here first of all yeah is a recent thing is uh, which I, I, maybe you've discussed this on the show before, the dynamic pricing. You mean you weren't
1: listening to the programme last ticket. week? I listen to
0: it every week, Dave. But there, it's all so good, it kind of blends into one. <laughs> yeah, in but this mind. goes
1: right back to Bruce Springsteen, doesn't this, it, This really? is
0: Bruce. Well, basically, this is Bruce Springsteen recently, and Bruce Springsteen, yeah. and, it, and it was a very bad look, I think, for Springsteen. I'm a big Springsteen fan, as you know. Yeah. And uh, what, what we're talking about here is this dynamic pricing idea with Ticketmaster, which is kind of like when you go and you buy an airplane ticket. And... You know, you might look at an airplane, uh, you might look to book an airplane ticket three months before and you get it for a certain price. But if you go along the day before, it's going to cost you a lot more. So Ticketmaster have introduced this kind of thing um, in America. I don't know if it's here yet. Uh, And basically, Bruce Springsteen tickets were going for five or six grand. And a lot of his fans were complaining and, and perhaps rightly so. And all this man of the people stuff goes out the window when he went into Rolling Stone in a separate article and said, yeah. I know about that. Uh I was doing that because I want the people on the stage to get paid. Now if he's talking about paying up his band members who have been with him a long time, maybe there's a fairness to that, but it's still lads, a bad. Look. It still looks lads, bad. Sorry, you know? next. Yeah. yeah, and Taylor mm. Swift was mentioned in the same thing, but she actually didn't, you know, she didn't go for that dynamic pricing as far as I know. What happened there was basically She's a bots, victim of this. Box yeah. destroyed uh, yeah. uh people trying to buy tickets for her next tour. She's so incredibly popular. Yeah. And uh, yeah. and rightly so. Yeah. Um that really people just couldn't get tickets. So that was the other side of that. OK,
1: so we're looking at the 50 worst decisions in music history according to Rolling Stone and Pat Carty's here. So you've started, off you go. Where's off next? Go. Well,
0: the yeah. next one, I suppose, a bit closer to home that we have down here in the list is... Um you two giving themselves away yeah. and you give yourself away <laughs> uh, the, um, so we're talking about was it No Line on the Horizon or was, was that was no it, it was How Dismantle an Atomic Bomb I think no, that, no oh, sorry, I don't I'm know okay, anyway we should, okay. we should know that was it Songs it was, of Innocence it? maybe no, no I don't yeah. know okay that. well anyway what happened was they struck a deal <laughs> with uh, Apple oh no I know what it is they did the Apple thing first
1: with No Line on the Horizon around 2005 that's yeah, why the little, yeah but they didn't give the iPad. sorry or what do you call it the yeah, iPod that was the iPod
0: one the INK and um, anyway, this one, what they did is they went to Apple, made a deal. Yeah, and, that uh, was the uh,
1: Songs of Innocence. Yeah. yeah,
0: but they got a lot of... Apple paid them for this. They didn't just give it to Apple. Yeah. Apple paid them for this. Now, I think when you look back and basically what happened, sorry, just for people who don't remember it, we were living in a cave, is that anyone who had an Apple device, the morning of the release of the album, it turned up on it for yeah, free. Yeah. Now, you can look at that two ways, right? Oh, it's an intrusion of in privacy and all this kind of thing. Or... You could be like I was at the time, uh, a U two fan and go, Free U two record, great, what's wrong with that? You know? I thought it was okay. It's not right, it's not that great. Was it
1: difficult to get rid of it if you wanted to it? Get was rid of it was
0: tricky to get rid of it. And a lot of people went, Oh my god, here's Bono sticking his nose into yeah. the kitchen and turning yeah. up. What if what if what if I, I, I went home some evening after work and Bono was sitting in the kitchen eating out of my fridge? It's that kind of thing, right? <laughs> so what Apple had, what Apple had to do was actually create an app that with one click, it could remove the album <laughs> from your device. And they also had a help page for people who were really distressed by this that they could go to with step-by-step instructions <laughs> to get rid of this record. You know? And then So Bono's apologised for this. And even in yep. the book that came out there last week, he said, listen, I, uh, I made a mistake there I think it was a kind of a great move Oh because no, I
1: can't believe the two
0: of us are going to agree
1: my publicity, I think Bonham's mistake is apologising
0: It was it was inspired yeah, And then even the album that comes after it gets more publicity Because <laughs> they didn't give yeah, it away right. And like, also a million people
1: were out there What is this U2, what's the name of a rock band, I listen to this You know, yeah. it's, it's brilliant cause Still, like,
0: if it had been to Joshua Tree or Acton Baby Maybe more people would have listened okay, to it I'm, you know I
1: mean? I'm going to give you Bonham's apology here Look,
0: uh, This beautiful idea I got carried away with herself Artists are prone
1: to that kind of thing. Drop of megalomania, um, touch of generosity, dash of (laughs) self-promotion and deep fear that these songs that we poured our life into over the last few years mightn't be heard. There's a lot of noise out there. A lot of noise out there, indeed. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So uh, I think that's. I think that, uh, we're looking at the fifty worst decisions. Music, that was the worst decision. Don't don't apologise for that.
0: Brilliant. apologising was the bad decision. You know. He owes me an apology. Actually, he didn't invite me to the gig there last oh, okay, week. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. Powerful enemy. Okay. Just made off there, we go. Um, what do we want after that? Uh, how about the Beatles? The Beatles, what did they do wrong? Uh, John Lennon says... Uh, oh, don't, don't get me started on that No, one. hold on. Why, what's the problem there? Well, I mean, like, like, it was a mistake at the time.
1: It was not a mistake at the hold time. On, right. He was just trying to say that Let possibly... Me, what do we have here? Possibly, you know, we're bigger than Jesus because the Beatles are so big. Yeah, He's probably. talking to
0: Maureen Cleave from uh, The right. Evening Standard. This yes. is February 1966. Yep. Christianity will go, yep. he said. Yeah. It will vanish and shrink. I needn't argue about that. I'm right and I'll be proved right. And he was. Yep. Uh, we're more popular than Jesus now. Yeah. I don't know which would go first, rock and roll or Christianity. It's not
1: that he was asking to be more popular than Jesus. he was just stating the a fact. But it was true. Yeah, For exactly. a lot of people it was. You know? exactly.
0: But what happened? What came out of that? So nothing really Southern happened in States England. of
1: America burned all their
0: records. Yeah, about a year later, later or something. Way cross. But did it contribute? Was that the end of them touring? Was that what, because they went to America and... Well, there,
1: Marcus and everything in the, in the well, Philippines and there's everything there's a else. Clip
0: of, um, there's, a, there's a video clip of a guy in a white sheet... You know what that indicates, and he was of saying, yeah, kind of yeah. saying outside. Well, look, I'm not saying that we're going to take a shot at John Lennon tonight,
1: yeah. but we might. Oh, listen, there was, there was madness going you know, on. So by that 66. was really the end. They played of the their tour. last gig in August of '66. I mean, like you know, and they that was before Sergeant Pepper's. You know,
0: but he did go on. He did go on do a press conference in America where he completely. You know, oh God! Look, I'm so sorry. I wasn't saying this, and I wasn't saying that, and I wasn't saying. Yeah, the other, again, you know? that to me, that's the mistake. That's that's the mistake. <laughs> he had a very me? good
1: point. They were absolutely huge, and the whole new kind of you know global village and everything else was happening. And suddenly, yeah, the whole world was connected. And he was just saying, "We're too big. It's crazy." That's what all. if
0: what if someone did that now? Would it be worse or better now?
1: Uh, what do you mean by worse or well, better Well if someone Define came along and said
0: If someone came along and we'll get to someone who is kind of doing something like that at the moment. But if someone came along now and said, Listen, I've had uh, all these number one albums, I am bigger than Jesus. <laughs> How would it go down now? Would yeah, don't it, forget,
1: though, that's not necessarily exactly what John Lennon said. No, I understand. Saying. But yeah. if
0: you imply then, yeah. <laughs> that, you're, that you're bigger than the Lord yeah. God himself, yeah. would, how would that go down?
1: Well, hold on. In, back in 66, apologising was, I'm afraid, the order of the day. He had to do something because the whole world was falling apart because of what he said. And it, this is it, look. Well, originally I was, I was pointing out that fact in reference to England, that we meant more to kids than Jesus did or religion at that time. I wasn't knocking it or putting it down I was just saying it yeah gravel, gravel. grovel he didn't have to you know you're alright there John okay Kanye West
0: right Kenya that, West. there's too okay. many other well I have a load of, load of other stuff but let's go to Kanye no Kenya. too many Kanye West Kanye West well I was leading into Kanye West because um, there's, one of the things on the list is uh, David Bowie and station to station around that station to station time. Now I think station to station is his masterpiece. It's my favourite. So when he comes back into Victoria Station. So he's he's he's. Yeah. Let's let's be honest. He's he's honest. He's on a irregular diet at the time. <laughs> of, uh, uh, yeah. An awful lot of Colombian marching he powder is, is, is going up the hooter for yeah. for old David. And he goes back into Victoria Station. Now, and before that, in an interview, he'd said. Uh, he'd said some stuff about Hitler. Yeah. And he said, well, Hitler was the first rock star and he staged a country. That's ill-advised. Then he yeah. comes back into Victoria Station. He gets in the back of a Rolls Royce or something. Or, um, yeah. And he, he, he waves to the crowd. Yeah. But someone takes a photograph just at the right moment. So it looks like he's given them a certain kind of salute that would have been popular in Germany in the early 40s. Right. And uh, so that's one thing. And then... I'm I'm trying to link from there to Kanye West. What What Rolling Stone uh, talk about first of all is invading the stage in uh, at the MTV Video Awards when Taylor Swift yeah, was yeah, getting yeah. an award for for best female, and he's he gets up and he says, "Look, I'll let you finish, but uh, Beyonce should have won this." And even Barack Obama said he was a bit of a jackass for that. And then, but recently, in the last couple of weeks, this isn't in the article, as we all know. He's um he's really gone off the reservation altogether. Yeah. Uh, yeah. on Alex, if you were if you were on Alex Jones's show. And how, Alex Jones seems to be the like sensible Hitler. one, yeah. and you're talking oh, about Hitler. Exactly. And people say, "Well, you know, it's he, he's got some he's got some mental problems, you, you know." And the uncharitable might say he's completely ding dong in a cuckoo house altogether. But could it be possible that he's just a bit of an ass? You know <laughs> is is that is that a yeah. possibility? Yeah, yeah. Is that? A, I mean, I I think you know he he really has. Scuppered his career there. I'd, I'd say yeah. you know there was stuff about the Jewish community as well, yeah. being a cabal. Ah, anyway, you'd have to get away from that. Yeah. Where do Where do you want to go from there? Prince, um, maybe.
1: Yeah. Okay. Prince. What did he do?
0: Prince. Right. Prince uh, gets frustrated with his record label. This is in the early nineties. We're in ninety three, and he's recording at a fierce clip. So he's he's putting he's he's making more stuff than any reasonable record company could put out from a commercial point of view. Yeah. And he gets very upset about this, and uh, he says. Um, you know, I'm also a slave to this uh, contract I've had since I was a 19-year-old. Oh, the slave thing. Yeah. yeah. So what he does is he uh, fires back by changing his name to this unpronounceable symbol. I think it was a combination between a, a symbol for male and female. Right. And I think he assumed that because he wasn't Prince anymore, he wouldn't be subject to this contract. And of course, legally, that's not, you don't really have a leg to stand on there at all. And uh, what, ended, what Warner Brothers ended up having to do, I don't know if you remember this, is they had to send out thousands of computer disks to all the media outlets in the world so they could actually print this uh, symbol, symbol right. when they were talking about Prince. And that's why he was renamed, not by Prince, but as the media, as the artist formerly known as Prince. Yeah. And it didn't work. And uh, he quietly changed his name back.
1: You know, you know Meatloaf did it too he was the artist what? yeah Meatloaf he, he what did, did he, he change his name to <laughs> the Leftovers Leftovers
0: or something or <laughs> <laughs> is
1: that a Sorry. joke is that a joke you walked into that didn't you that's a dad joke for Christmas oh. <laughs> <That's pretty laughs> what cracker did you get that out of <laughs> Okay, so that's Prince, yeah. Mm. All right, yeah. Anyway, he changed his name back to Prince,
0: yeah. He changed his name back to Prince, yeah, eventually. I mean there's loads of stuff about um about bands kind of blowing it.
1: There's an awful lot of American stuff in it actually. There is a lot of of American stuff. stuff. There's some stuff
0: to relevant to us. Like say the Stone Rose has taken five years to Second album Second yeah. coming um, you know. Funny
1: enough we're looking at the 50 worst decisions in music history that was a major worst decision
0: Well I thought they could have been you know it, uh, th- when they were released the first album and it it, it, it brought along Madchester and then yeah. it, it was kind of the precursor to Britpop And, and it was uh, fantastic Fantastic And One Love and Fool's Gold yeah. and you think this is going to be the next this is the next Zeppelin. They're going yeah. to take over the world. Yeah. And then they came out with their Zeppelin album five years later, which, which I think is still good. Oh, there's some great stuff on it, but yeah.
1: five years was too much, was it, at that time? Yeah, yeah they,
0: just, they just didn't yeah. care. I mean, another band who did that, um, who were, I suppose, in a similar position, but in America, were Guns N' Roses, who were so massive with their first couple of albums. So first, the Appetite for Destruction in 1987, about 30 million copies. Yeah. Then, what is 91, 92, Use Your Illusion, uh, two albums, combined sales, about 35, 40 million. And then what happens? everybody leaves the band uh axel is there goes a bit crazy he spends 14 million recording the cover-up he was offered uh, a million as a as a bonus by david geffen if he could finish it by the end of 1999 it doesn't come out for another nine years after that so he went slightly past that deadline and at that stage nobody cares yeah nobody's listening yeah you know How about Steve Van Zant? Steve Van Zant. Steve Van Zant, who I interviewed and asked him this question. There you go, dropping drop our name there for you, Dave. Yep. Um, Steve Van Zant is in the uh, E Street Band. From He, sta- he starts helping him out with Born to Run around 1975. And then he joins the band. And they do an awful lot of work and an awful lot of touring, but they don't make an awful lot of money. And then when it's finally coming up to Born in the USA, when all the cash registers are about to go kerching, uh, he helps with the recording. And then before the big tour, he leaves to concentrate on his solo career.
1: Oh, so this is his mistake. Right? This is his mistake. So what he does <laughs> okay. is... And he, he, goes he, off. he leaves before
0: payday. He does all the campaigning. And, and when I asked him about this, he was talking about... Remember, he was heavily involved with Artists Against Apartheid. That was yeah. his kind of thing. Yeah. And he said, look, we helped to, uh, you know, shorten the, the reign of apartheid and all this thing. And, uh, you know, and we, we, say, we saved a few lives. But from my point of view, financially, suicide is... Really? absolute disaster yeah. you know no he's yeah. back with them now of course but uh, yeah. yeah that wasn't a great move
1: no definitely not I presume some people changing their names to other names too hasn't always helped has it? Gart Brooks like
0: Gart Brooks uh, Chris Gaines yeah. which uh, Garth Brooks I don't know what Garth Brooks fans would know about that Garth Brooks was um, such a massive star and then he decides to I suppose, do a country Ziggy Stardust. Would that be fair enough? Yeah. Something like that. And he does this Chris Gaines and he records, so it's a new character and he records, I'm completely off the notes here now, Dave. He's, he's a new character, does interviews as him. Nobody wants to know. And uh, again, he quietly goes back to... Yeah, I remember the cowboy I was over in America
1: on. once, there was an awful lot of posters all over walls and on the underground and everything else of this new thing, Chris Gaines and that, et cetera. And it just didn't work. I'd say, I say they spent a lot of money on it.
0: Yeah, but you see, things like that, like I was saying at the start, I think like that's an interesting thing to yeah, do. Yeah, right. Yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah. Uh, I mean,
1: you know. Do you know one you haven't mentioned? I, in fact, I've looked at the list. I don't think I saw it there. Which is uh, Roger Waters? Is that there? Believe... Roger Waters is oh, there. It's there,
0: is it? Which I thought was it was, it was a it's funny one. It's hilarious because know? he
1: thought he was he was Pink Floyd. He um, goes off and goes solo, and like he's playing down the road to like three thousand people. Yeah, and Pink Floyd, yeah. the name, the brand, is playing up the road. To well, 15, it's not 000. just proved
0: that it's just it doesn't really matter. They, well, they always had that. You know the way you've told me about going to see the Australian Pink Floyd a few times uh, a and lot, how yeah. how good.
1: Well, I just enjoy that thing. But
0: it's just a spectacle. It doesn't (laughs) really—it doesn't really matter who's on stage. And uh, I suppose that's what he was doing. And he didn't—he didn't tour for. He—he was in the press giving out saying, "I'm the real Pink Floyd." Yeah. You know, uh, that's my pig that's floating up there. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, but he didn't tour for ten years. Yeah. Um, And I, I went to see him the last time he was here. Yeah. and it was just about the spectacle it could have been anybody yeah. really on the stage yeah, I, mean.
1: T- I mean, I, like, I mean I, the, the Cure the other night I saw them at uh, oh yeah go on tell us about that was that good uh, or bad Dave I thought it was crap but anyway there but you so, go. You were
0: at Bob Dylan with, not with me but at the same time as me there a couple of weeks ago effing and blinding to me on the phone <laughs> on the way home terrible oh
1: <laughs> uh, yeah anyway it doesn't matter the point about it is like, I wouldn't even know what Cure person is left even anymore who's doing what anyway, well surely you'd
0: recognise your man in the middle there <laughs> Taking up most of the middle, I heard. Hey, <laughs> anyway, go on. Go on. Right. What do we have next? Uh, how about the the number one thing they have is yeah. um, the Rolling Stones at Altmont. Oh yeah, well. And uh, hiring the
1: wrong security, I bet hiring, you. Well,
0: I mean, I suppose Woodstock had happened, right? And Woodstock had been this six months before that. Yeah, and so many people. Woodstock, quarter of a million or something like yeah, whatever, that. Whatever. Yeah. And it all broken in through the fence, and it was a big old hippie at Idle, and it had all gone well, and uh, so Mick Jagger says, "Right, well, I'll have some of that," and they announced a free gig at the end of this tour in 1969. And it had to be moved from the initial location. Um, the stage, for whatever, uh, qu- you know, hundreds of thousands of people from the stage is about 36 inches high. Uh, they all these bands planned. But the worst decision, and he claimed it was uh, your man from the Grateful Dead, what did you call him? Jerry Garcia. Jerry Garcia, who had recommended <laughs> the local Hell's Angels as the security. Now, if you remember, they did uh, Hyde Park, Bef- about a year before done that. And And they had the Hells Angels from England. Yeah, but they a were a kind of a different outfit. You know, <laughs> they were kind of weekend bikers and all <laughs> yeah. this. But these other lads were a bit more serious. And uh, gave them, paid them in wine, I think, an, an acid. and acid. Uh, and it didn't go well. And there was a fatality uh, that yeah. day. And you can see it in that Gimme Shelter uh, documentary. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the thing is, though, that, that really is part of the Stones mythology now. You know, it's become part of that. I mean, so, I know it was seen as a mistake, and as they say, in the, get uh, your point
1: that you're saying all the time. They yeah, say no, in the no, no, article
0: no. there that every, every there was a thousand five thousand articles written about the death of the '60s, yeah, because of absolutely and it stuff was like that.
1: absolutely seen to be that. There's a book about it. We the guy who wrote it. We had him on the program a little while back. Yeah,
0: but there was other festivals. also mentioned this uh, that were more recent. Um, they have a Ja Rule there investing well, in a, tell you, the Fire Festival, do you? I
1: tell you, the, the Ja Rule well. bit, they have it in this, and thank God they do. Did yeah. you ever come across such a, an absolute moron? As oh, well, guy? I mean, he didn't. Did he you didn't see come the out documentary, out well? did you? I did. But I mean, no, I'm looking, saying, I'm looking a bottle for the. he for beer in his hand the whole time going, yeah, this great lads, yeah.
0: It's just money, just money, just, uh, just appears out of yeah. nowhere. But um, Ja Rule, they, 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 it was on some island, and I can't even find it in notes here because I thought the name of the island was made up. Fire Uh, Island. No, it wasn't called Fire. It was (laughs) called, I don't know what it was. I don't want to insult people because I'm sure there must be people living on it. But anyway, uh, people know the documentary about um, going along. So all these uh, beautiful people turn up at this and pay a fortune and they're supposed to be in cabanas and they're in tents that have been blown all over the place. And then they're supposed to get luxury food and there was pictures of, you know, two slices of bread and a slice of Easy Single. And that was the thing. But that wasn't the worst one how about the 30th anniversary of Woodstock
1: ah, well I mean that's more famous now because that, that that thing's on Netflix yeah that we saw on Netflix yeah which was Unbelievable!
0: And your man, King Hippie, what was his name, who died not long after, who was involved in the initial Woodstock, Michael, yeah. what's his name?
1: Michael, yeah, we had him on the programme here. I interviewed it him was, what Actually, was he I like? Did, I did an interview with him on, at the elected picnic there once. Oh, really? Uh, mm-hmm. Michael, Michael, can't remember. Anyway, anyway it was
0: just a, a complete money grab. They had it at this uh, air, these, um, ex-Air Force base. It was all concrete. Yeah. There was nowhere to shade. There was a low, you know, it was super hot. You could only get a bottle of water if you had $4 you had to queue up for. it.
1: It went up to $10.
0: Did it? And yeah. then, but the, do you remember at the end of it, first of all, they had Fat Boy Slim inside in some uh, warehouse. Yeah. And then someone had stolen a van and drove it into the crowd. That was one, You're looking at that and you're thinking, geez, this can't get any worse. And then at the end, just to get the, the hippie thing right, they handed, out a, they handed out about a couple of hundred candles to all these lads. Yeah. So if it wasn't Fires. bad enough, let's yeah. hand out some naked flames at the end. Yeah. And, and what could go wrong? What yeah. could happen? <laughs> I don't know. Any other ones? Van Halen? Van Halen, no, listen, there's two on this list that, that um, I would have included on it. And Van Halen is one of Van Halen is included on this list for uh, hiring uh, Gary Sharon from Extreme, who were kind of a cheap kind of knockoff of Van Halen. This is after uh, Sammy Hager and after Dave Lee Roth. But what they don't have in this, right? And here's two things. First of all, the clash firing Mick Jones, that's not in it. That's the worst mistake in rock history, probably. Do you not think so? Good right? point, yeah. It's not point. in it. And it. around about the same time, and I Just could as important. I guess, could Just I as guess, important. Could I? <laughs> Van Halen fired Dave Lee Roth. Pardon? Van Halen fired Dave Lee Roth around about the same time.
1: Van Halen fired uh, Lee Roth.
0: Just do you not starting? think that's equivalent? Yeah. To uh, uh, Joe Strummer firing Mick Jones? Yeah, no? not a good idea. Yeah. No, you don't think so, no? No, no I do. I can yeah, see yeah, on your face yeah. you don't really think no, Van no, sorry, Halen was valid. No,
1: I'm half reading ca- uh, what do you call it? A uh, uh, text here, and the people really want to know why I thought The Cure was crap.
0: <laughs> ah, well, t- tell them more, Dave.
1: <laughs> right. Uh, well, I, 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 I we, 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 yeah, okay. Um, okay, first of all, I thought the, set, the selection of songs was not particularly very good. They put all the good ones in at the end, which is kind of boring. The lighting was ridiculous because you couldn't really see any member of the band as such, but yet they made it look like it was really sexy. They made sure they had no screens so you couldn't see them properly at all. They don't do much moving around. The songs were just a big stodge, one after another after another. If it isn't on record, it's different, it's fine. I just thought they were boring as hell, that's all.
0: <laughs> Get off the fence. What did, really, yeah, right. what did you really think about it? Here, do you want some more of these before? I mean, everybody else thought
1: they were brilliant, as usual, you know. Like in Bob Dylan Brilliant as usual, yeah. You know
0: before we wind up yeah go on give how me about re- um, Metallica versus their own fans
1: and also by the way what do you call them Robert Smith like you know if you're going to say something on the microphone there's no need to go off four yards to the right and finish the sentence and oh yeah <laughs> 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 anyway sorry I shouldn't whatever you know do what you like go Right.
0: On. Metallica versus their own fans right?
1: Metallica versus their own fans right, oh so this is the Napster the, uh, Napster vibes yeah. so when Napster
0: comes along um, is the file sharing service the first or the big the famous one anyway that's like changing the whole face of music really and we're still dealing with the repercussions of that, yeah. iTunes comes out of that. Uh, Spotify is a direct descendant of that. You know, even though people have to pay, and I see people doing all their Spotify Best of the Year. Have you seen a lot of that knocking around this week?
1: Uh, Spotify. You know, uh, they say, "Oh, I listen yes, to this one." Oh, yeah,
0: yeah. Go and buy some records. that's, yeah, right, that's what I would yeah. say. Spotify uh, does
1: that to you. Lang, that's the name of the guy from the, from the Two Woodstocks.
0: Michael Lang Michael Lang there you yeah, go yeah. anyway uh, what happens with uh, Napster and Metallica is one of their songs uh, leaks that hasn't even been released yet yeah, and it's, yeah. it's been shared by all these fans so Fair enough, they're upset about that. Then they realise all their catalogue has been shared on this for nothing. They're getting upset. Lars Ulrich says something like, if you were a mechanic, I couldn't drive to your, uh, to your garage and say, just fix that and, and fix it for free, which is a fair point. Now, suing Napster is one thing, but then handing a list of 30,000 names of your own fans yeah. and asking them to be banned <laughs> from the thing, that's not a great move. No. And uh, he says, and they never really shook it off, I, I don't think. And he says, he says now, it's not the smartest PR move of all time, but we won the argument. And it seemed like a good idea at the time, which a lot of this stuff... Yeah, a lot uh, of this stuff says that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it just seemed like a good idea at the time. You yeah. know, let's talk about record companies quickly. How about REM getting 80 million just as they...
1: Just as they kind of nearly just, fell apart. Yeah, you know? just.
0: As, I think it was just before your man, Bill Berry said, listen, I'm going off to, to work on a farm. Yeah. And uh, you know, and and the records didn't sell after that. I, I think Mariah Carey got a massive thing at that time. Robbie Williams is another one. They're not mentioning this now, but massive contracts just before they yeah. stopped selling wait, records. Wait,
1: like, all the text now are giving out about me giving out about the Cure because yeah. people thought it was fantastic. Um, I didn't. Can we move on? <laughs> I said, look, they're just getting old, Dave. What were you expecting? Acrobatics? No, no, no. You but you the tickets it.
0: would say were a bit. Yeah. They're, they're, yeah. They're, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. I'm not a fan, so I can't comment. Right, well, that. I am a fan. But there you um, go. Yeah. Right, where were we? Record companies. How about a... Uh... Dick Rowe from Decca Turning Down the Beatles
1: yeah but I mean like, but he was right a, to yeah, there was even a book out at the time where like I mean, I'm mean, i the guy who turned down the Beatles I and mean, he was saying no the future is seven piece bands kind of thing yeah like,
0: but there was no the thing about Turning Down the Beatles in 1962 or whatever it was yeah. there was no Beatles before that so yeah. how were you supposed to know Yeah, exactly. and yeah. then there's the story about him uh, that he was doing jukebox um, jury I think with George Harrison or something like that really? and George Harrison I don't know if this is true but George Harrison turned out and said how are you Dick how's it going um, listen there's a good old band down uh, playing in the Richmond Hotel in London called the Rolling Stones and he turned away and he turned back and Dick Rowe was already in the car on his way to London (laughs) to try and sign them up
1: (laughs) Not sure if I believe all that but it sounds good Not sure if that's true Um, What
0: other ones there? The one I didn't know about um, Elvis Presley turning down uh, A Star is Born with Barbra Streisand Really? Which is uh, Yeah I didn't know this I didn't know this story but this is what's in the article anyway that um, they go and offer to Elvis Oh did it? Chris Christopherson Chris one. And uh, Colonel Tom Parker steps in and says well we don't like the fact that Elvis is washed up uh, or Elvis's character as well. All oh, so. right, exactly. Uh, yeah, we don't yeah. think Elvis is getting enough money. We yeah. want Elvis's name up above barbers in the yeah. title. And of course, the producer said, "You're all right, thanks, Colonel." Uh, yeah,
1: but I mean, like the recent Elvis movie is true at, at base, which is basically that Colonel Tom Parker was a nasty piece of work and did make most of the decisions. And for some reason, Elvis stayed with him all the time. He was a bit of an innocent, and all the rest. Yeah, of he maybe he suffered yeah. from it big time. Yeah, he did. Well,
0: what about the idea that? Um, would Elvis have made it without Colonel Tom Parker?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, he was making it already without you know? Colonel Tom Parker. Like, I mean, he finds him when he, well, he was, saw the he effect was he had in, on in, people. You know, yeah, in, know in the region. You but what do you? What do you? I mean, it's it's that's just true. a question.
0: Who knows? Yeah, yeah, um yeah. Like like another one that just popping up here in front of me. How about Leonard Cohen uh, working with Phil Spector? Yeah, right. Yeah, that's yeah. not a great move. So Leonard Cohen is is disrespected name, and he's having all the, he's written all these great songs, but nothing has gone up. Nothing has gone up near the top of the charts. And uh, so he decides to hire Phil Spector because of maybe all things must pass and imagine all that to get a hit. Yeah. Uh, but that's not what happens. Phil turns up with a lot of guns and a lot of drugs in the studio. Yeah. And uh, they produce Death of a Ladies Man. And it stiffed. Nobody cared.
1: Yeah, well, a lot of people didn't care about a lot of Leonard Cohen albums. It doesn't mean there weren't some good songs. No, on there is it. some good Leonard songs. Leonard Cohen himself out. has just said, like it's just mad, it was just crazy. Carry on in the studio, you know, because he was mm. just such a loony. Phil. Anyway, is is, is that it? Have you got Well, I've a load more, but no, What do you want? No, 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 that's enough for God's sake. Tell it? us some more about the Cure. <laughs> <Dave>. <laughs> shut, shut up. <laughs> okay. Uh, what pa- a great band. How could pa- you say that? Pat <laughs> Carty it is. Thank you very much. Uh, worldwide journalist extraordinaire. Boys, and, don't uh, cry. We're going somewhere else now with this. Are we going to an ad break? I suppose we are. Right. Thanks, Pat. Good luck. Thanks, Dave.
0: Dave Fanning on 2FM.